This is an AMI podcast. I'm Joyita Gupta and this is The Pulse. I hated exercise. No, scratch that. I hated even the idea of exercise. The only blind kid in a mainstream school, I perpetually lagged behind in team sports and was the last to get picked. When I decided to sit out the physical education classes, no one was losing sleep over it. Except my parents. They pushed me to embrace exercise, to build strength, to develop mind and body, and frankly, to get off the couch and in front of the TV. Years later, their encouragement has served me well while I'm social distancing. You don't need a gym membership or fancy equipment to stay active. Today, we discuss ways to remain physically active during COVID-19. It's time to put your finger on the pulse. Hello and welcome to The Pulse on AMI-audio. My name is Joyita Gupta. Thanks so much for being a part of the program. As always, we're working from home to bring you this show remotely. I just wanted to say that if you have a, one, a, a need to check up on all the latest news and information about COVID-19, you can go on to our homepage for Accessible Media Incorporated and find all of the segments from all of our daily live shows, The Pulse, Kelly and Company, and of course now with Dave Brown, accumulated in one place. We hope that will make it a comfortable and accessible experience for you so that you can remain informed and in the know about all things COVID-19. We know it's a fast-moving story with a lot of things changing very fast, and we want to make sure that as the blind and partially sighted community, you are always kept up to date. One of the things you might be thinking about is getting some exercise. Now, we know that physical exercise and remaining physically active is good for you. We know that it's good for your physical well-being, but also your mental well-being. And if you're like me, you're probably scratching your head and thinking, well, there goes the gym. There goes the swimming pool. No chance of getting out and running on the racetrack. So what do I do to stay fit while I'm at home practicing social distancing? You needn't wonder any longer I have a great guest that I'm speaking to on the pulse today. My guest today is Ryan Van Preet, the program lead for partnerships, recreation and sports at the CNIB Foundation for the Ontario West Region. Ryan, welcome to the pulse. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So Ryan, you seem to have a very cool job. Tell me a little bit about what someone does if they are the program lead for partnerships, recreation and sports at the CNIB Foundation. Oh, absolutely. It's a big long title, but really what it comes down to is my job is all about finding ways to provide opportunities for uh, persons living with vision loss to participate in in activities alongside their family and friends. Uh, I know there's a lot of sports out there that um, we can participate with our, our peers uh, just by ourselves. But, you know, we really want to try to drive inclusion and integration. And so that's where the partnerships come in. It's it's forming relationships with um, gyms and facilities and, and recreation groups and uh, sporting groups all across the, the region and really finding ways to have our CNIB clients uh, participate uh, right alongside their, their family and friends. So it's a, it's a, fast-moving, very enjoyable uh, position, and I'm very um, honored to be, to be part of the foundation team. 
Well, you heard my story right off the top with exercise and sport. Uh, there's some good parts and some not so good parts. But let me ask you about your story and your relationship with sport. What gets you excited and fired up? Yeah, well, pardon me. My, uh, my background, actually, I came, uh, came up as a farm kid. So as a farm kid, I mean, every day was physical activity and, and it really wasn't a choice. So you... You just kind of got out there and, and, and were out and playing in the dirt and breaking a sweat. And, and as most um, young Canadians, I fell in love with hockey. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just always was brought up to just try and try something new. And, and, uh, and that carried through to my um, school days and my university days. And I ended up um, loving sport and physical fitness so much. I ended up um, graduating with a degree in kinesiology and that's a lot of what my background is in is is health education and really helping others find a way to stay active and it's it's not even about being a super athlete it's just about um, living your best life and finding ways to to stay healthy and and to stay um, yeah to, to stay present and to stay as active as possible now you know I'm going to ask you what's the most obscure request you've ever had for someone who wanted to try a sport that you'd never heard of uh, well I've heard of it, but essentially um, the one that's really popular now is axe throwing. And uh, a lot of people want to give that a try. Uh, I've done it actually with our family and it's a lot of fun. So we get requests like axe throwing and archery and rock climbing and um, obstacle courses or high ropes courses, uh, just anything. And it, and it's really, that's the most enjoyable part is getting people to really expand their their mindset about what, what they would enjoy doing. And, and often what I ask them when, when they draw a blank, I say, well, what are your family and friends doing that you would like to do? And often they go, oh, oh I guess, well, they're doing, they're doing rock climbing, but I could never do that. And, and, you know, we reply, well, why not? And it's really to get them to think about um, the possibility rather than the impossibility. So, Ryan, one of the ways that I found out about the work that you were doing is I happened upon your videos on Facebook where you are putting out some videos to help people with home fitness routines. I want to get into the content of your videos in the second half of the show, but just give me a glimpse into how often you put these videos out there and what's the best way to access them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now with us entering, I think, the third week of our, our sort of isolation, you know, time kind of passes us by. But really, the CNIB Foundation is is shifting gears and, and creating all of our new virtual programs. We want to stay connected and we want to show our clients that, uh, you know, we're, we're there for them and we're there to help them out. So in my role, uh, in my history in kinesiology and health education, um, I thought this is my opportunity to really really take this uh, episode that we're in where we can get, um, you know, we can get kind of bummed out and really look at it as an opportunity. And, and the opportunity is that we can take this time that we have at home and, and learn to become more physically active and learn to create a fitness routine. And when we come out the other side, uh, hopefully people will have a new set of knowledge and, and skills uh, to tackle fitness routines out in the real world. So, uh, we just started actually this past week, and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to uh, post on Facebook um, live most of the time uh, videos covering the basics of being fit at home. So it starts with just the general basics of, of how do you put together a fitness routine and the basics of uh, various exercises. So actually the one we did yesterday was about legs, and so we talked about uh, a beginner uh, approach to doing a squat all the way up to more advanced 
approaches to doing a squat. So we try to we try to tailor it from uh, beginner to more advanced and, and have something in there for everybody. Um, right now, the best way to find us is is on Facebook, and you can search CNIB Ontario West Recreation and Sport. But also what I'm just establishing is an email list. For people that don't use social media, we can actually send them a link and, and they can access all of our videos um, just through their web browser. So we want to keep everybody connected and informed. Well, I tried the leg video yesterday, and you'll be pleased to know my muscles are quite sore today. But Ryan, when you were putting these together, it's not a straightforward proposition to create a video for an audience that's blind or partially sighted. Talk to me about some of the considerations around making it accessible, be it for around language, be it around description, and even the choice of your platform to put these things on Facebook and send them out by email. Yeah, it, and it, that's a that's a great question. I'll try to sort of cliff's notes it, but CNIB Foundation, for the most part, right now has a, a, a bigger presence on Facebook than we do on other social media platforms. We do have YouTube, we do have Twitter, but we've been using uh, Facebook quite a bit. So it's it's fairly easy to go live on Facebook, and with all of our devices these days, it was it was pretty simple choice, and it's easy to create a group to direct people to. Um, the tricky part, as I mentioned, is not everybody has Facebook. So it was finding a way to include, um, you know, people that might only have an email but but still want to uh, access our videos. So as you may have noticed yesterday, and people can go check it out, my uh, my leg video didn't turn out uh, uh, appearance-wise the way I wanted. My head was cut off in part of the video, but at least the audio um, was good. And any, I know that's the trick of any of any. Um, good production is is the audio you know even if people aren't able to see what i'm doing it's making sure they can hear clearly the descriptions i'm using and and that is the consideration is is demonstrating visually to those that have some vision you know proper body position but also trying to use um key terms and 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 analogies to to let people who do not have any vision understand what we're trying to do so you know, when you mention um, squatting down and sitting in a chair, um, even if you have no vision, you, you know what that feeling is like and you, and you can visualize mm-hmm. yourself doing that. So it's really trying to be careful and clear with your, with your description so you can be as inclusive as possible. All right, we've got about 30 seconds to a break, and I'm going to ask you for a bit of a challenge. Give me the, the elevator pitch. Why is it so important for someone who is blind or partially sighted in particular to try and remain physically active while they're at home during COVID-19? Yeah, absolutely. The, the number one uh, response I give is that your body does not uh, necessarily care that, that you can't see um, and that doesn't care uh, what your situation is. It still requires maintenance and it still requires um, you to, to take care of it through physical activity and through proper eating. Um, vision loss is just an obstacle that we, we need to work around, but we still need to, to um, prevent our chronic diseases and, and maintain our physical and mental health just like uh, everybody else. I guess the question that begs to be asked is, is how complicated or straightforward is it really to work out at home? Uh, I think for a beginner, actually, it, it is um, not all that complicated because you, you're not necessarily trying to replace something that you would do, uh, uh, you know, if you're, if you're participating in a team sport outside or, uh, you know, you need specific equipment to participate in your sport, it's hard to replicate that at home. But if you're a beginner just looking to create a general 
fitness routine and to learn the basics, I think it's actually um, a really good time to, to make that start because you can utilize a lot of things around your home to, to get going. And that's what I found too, because, you know, I, I do go to the gym quite regularly and now, you know, and I was lifting like all this weight. Like if you saw me, I'm tiny, but I lift all this weight. And now that I'm at home, it's like, yeah, <laughs> anyways, um, let me ask you a little bit about the importance of goal setting and follow through. A lot of us, especially around New Year's, will say, no, this is the year we're going to get fit, but we don't really keep up with it and with those resolutions. So how important is it to set goals and to actually make sure that you follow through on those goals? I think for, for certain individuals, they can, and I actually admire the individuals that can work out for the sake of just working out. Um, I know I know myself, and I know that if I don't have any type of goal, I will just, I, I just won't do it. It's just the motivation isn't there. Even, even though, you know, I'm the health and fitness guy, and I know that we should exercise, I know enough about myself that, that a goal is what is required to keep me going. So if you know that about yourself, then, then set a goal. Set, set a long-term, pie-in-the-sky kind of goal, uh, but ultimately set the little goals that will, that will help you get there. And if you're someone that doesn't need a goal, then, I mean, that's fantastic. Then you can um, pick up the motivation day by day to to uh, yeah, get up off the couch and, and do your exercise routine. But, you know, setting a goal, um, it's, it's okay to set the really, really big goals, but it is important to know what steps you need to uh, accomplish along the way. And what I mean by that is if you're a complete beginner, maybe setting a goal of running a marathon in two weeks or, you know, two months really isn't necessarily realistic. But picking something that's maybe a little more attainable, um, but still still scary enough that it motivates you. I think um, setting a goal that is that scares you a little bit is actually a good thing. Mm. So, you know, years ago, I took a management class. Um, don't ask. Anyways, one of the things they talked about in that business class was uh, this thing called a SMART goal. So it was supposed to be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Are you uh, in, in favor of a SMART goal for people who might be beginners? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way to sort of lay it out um, is it gives you objective uh, approaches to that goal Um, because anybody can say what they want to accomplish. And that's kind of what a New Year's resolution is. And I'm not a big fan of resolutions. I'm a fan of of goals and objective goals. And a smart goal is is a perfect way to do that. Right. Well, you know, one other person will be joining the live streaming on uh, for the next video on Facebook. Give us a bit of a sneak preview. What else can we look forward to? I loved the leg video. What else are you planning to do? Yeah, absolutely. So as mentioned, it's, you know, I find it, um, you know, I need to be responsible in how we do this. And so if I just threw together a, a big fitness routine and said, go for it, you know, I fear that people might get hurt, and, and, and I, I want people to learn something so when they come out the other side, they, they've got new skills and knowledge. So uh, we're starting with learning legs, then tomorrow, actually, we're going to do our upper body exercise, then we're going to talk a little bit more about flexibility, and then as the weeks progress, because I think we're going to be in this for a while, um, then we'll start to chain together mm-hmm. these various um, body parts and create an actual routine. So if you stick with us, from start to finish, um, you'll you'll develop the building blocks to creating your own fitness routine. And I would love to hear from everybody to hear what your goals are, to hear what um, equipment or, or uh, devices you have at home, and and we can try to tailor things to to the to the viewers at home if we can. 
I'm glad you brought up equipment. At first, I wasn't going to ask you, but let's say that someone is committed to doing this for the They really see an opportunity here to get on uh, the fitness train. What might be some of the equipment that they can invest in? Let's be honest, Ryan, there's a ton of stuff out there and most of it can get to be really expensive. But what are some of the inexpensive things that someone might add to their repertoire to build on their exercises and get more out of their workouts? Yeah, I think two two real things right away that are fairly inexpensive. One is a good mat or like a yoga mat. And the other thing that um, that I have here and my wife and I actually use is a TRX strap. Um, you know, mm. something as simple as a TRX strap or a, or a stretch cord, uh, that's the best bang for your buck. Uh, you can do so much uh, using your own body weight. Uh, it will challenge you almost endlessly. So I think uh, picking up off of Amazon or your local store a good TRX strap and a, and a good yoga mat, um, we can accomplish a lot. Not a medicine ball? I love my medicine ball. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there's still, there's more you could use. You could use your laundry basket. You could, um, heck, if you have a, a dog that you can pick up, you can pick up your dog and do your squats. Uh, um, there's so many options out there. And, and knowing that you don't need anything specific either and using the tools at home, even a step, you know, if you have one step in your house, uh, one step in a kitchen table chair, um, mm-hmm. you know, we can be creative and we can find ways to challenge um, challenge you physically. And, and that's what we cover in the videos is we use a lot of the home-based um, equipment that we have, chairs and steps and, and our own body weight uh, and even a wall. Mm-hmm. You know, what can you do leaning up against the wall? It's the sky's quite the limit. And, uh, yeah, quite a lot for sure. At my fridge yesterday, Andrika and I were chatting this morning and we were saying that because we're all working from home now, we find that we just sit at our desks or at our dining tables and we don't get up. And some of the natural breaks that are built into the workday in an office environment just disappear. Not to mention the fact that a dining table may not be ergonomically designed. It wasn't meant to be your office space or your workspace. So how important is it to incorporate physical activity given that our work environment may not be optimal from a physical health standpoint? Well, I mean, you just nailed it right there is the fact that we we are in a completely new routine and, and the physical breaks that we would normally take, even getting up from your desk and walking to the copier and walking back into a colleague's office, that's just not, that's not the case anymore. Unless, you know, I, I don't, but unless you guys live in a mansion, you know, the, the space you have in your home is just not, uh, not conducive to really getting a, a great amount of cardio in. So it's, if you can't do it all at once, then the best way to do it is through frequent breaks. And so I would, I would encourage that. I would encourage standing up, standing up at your kitchen counter with your, with your iPad or your, your, um, your laptop, if you can, um, even just standing engages, engages those core muscles, right? Your, your hips and your glutes and, and your, your core. And it, and anytime you're, you're challenging your body. Um, you're, 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 yeah, I mean, you're making progress, but sitting is, they call it the number one, the number one killer, the number one contributor to chronic disease. Um, you know, and we really, by standing up and, and, and still moving, um, we can really combat a lot of, uh, a, a lot of the things that, that might otherwise set us back during this, this hibernation period. So yeah, I would say just be consistent uh, be consistent mm-hmm. w- with your breaks, be consistent moving around, and uh, you should come out the other end hopefully no worse off and hopefully a lot better off. Mm. Talk to me a little bit about the importance of rest and recovery when you're exercising, especially if you're a beginner. You probably don't want to overdo it. 
Yeah, and I mean, that's tricky because I think when you go to a, a gym, you're more likely to overdo it because you've got um, all these various machines. There's that, um, that social pressure as well. You see what other people are doing and you might push yourself harder. I, I think at home, uh, people probably will take it a bit easier uh, just because, you know, the motivation to, to impress others is not there. You don't have the equipment that, you know, you can mm-hmm. accidentally lift too much weight. However, I mean, that being said, um, you know, you still want to be mindful. You still want to start from the basics. If, if you are a beginner to exercise, don't Google uh, insane boot camp <laughs> class and try to keep up. I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster. And that's really what our videos are trying to do is, is teach you the basics from start to finish. Um, so you can gradually build your, your strength, your coordination, uh, and your body awareness. It's all about being aware of all your limbs in, in motion and somebody with vision loss that takes a little bit more practice uh, and a little bit more time. So um, yeah, uh, knowing yourself and, and um, challenging yourself, but not overdoing it is, is super important. Well, we're almost about to wrap up this conversation, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, Ryan, about the importance of nutrition. Now, I know you're not an expert in nutrition, but just based on your on your own experience, do you feel that nutrition plays a role in helping to build muscle and also in helping with that recovery that we talked about? Yeah, absolutely. And, and as I get older as well, you can't really get away with the, uh, uh, the amount of uh, poor food choices that you might have made um, earlier in life because you're going to feel it the next day and and ultimately you're going to feel it um, in your workout. You're just not going to have that energy. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a matter, again, of, of balance. Um, you know, we have, uh, we have opportunity to eat a lot of junk food while we're sitting around, but trying to balance that out with, you know, the same old uh, routine of fruits and vegetables and, and especially hydration, actually. I think that's one thing that might fall by the wayside while we're stuck at home is is our just general level of hydration. So maybe mm-hmm. really paying good attention to that is going to um, help you out and, and paying attention to your sleep as well. Uh, your sleep routine is super important this time uh, um, while we're stuck inside. You know, one of the shows I watched on Netflix is uh, The Change Makers which is a show about someone who's trying to change their lifestyle based on diet and exercise and really makes a solid case for a plant-based diet. So that's a whole other conversation. Just before I let you go, uh, a couple of fun questions to wrap it up here. One of the things I think a lot of us want to know is how do we take the agony out of exercise? So how do you make your workouts fun, Ryan? Uh, I wrangle my wife into it. So I make her exercise with me or, you know, there's a lot of virtual platforms out there. Um, again, a conversation for another day, but I, I, I exercise with um, friends virtually. Um, also, we've been discussing at the CNIB in doing a, a Zoom um, fitness class. So something a little bit more advanced. So people who are not quite beginners and kind of stringing together some of those activities and, and doing it over Zoom and, and having a regular uh, Zoom fitness class. So um, stay tuned. We will see. We will see how that goes. But exercising with friends, even if you have somebody on FaceTime on the phone, um, just so you're suffering together. That, I find that helps. <laughs> <laughs> on the point of suffering and in the spirit of recognizing that we should all do our best, but not push ourselves too much and cause an inadvertent injury. Uh, Ryan, I'll, I'll level with you. I'll tell you the one exercise that I really struggle with is the deadlift. Like no matter matter how much I try, I cannot seem to kneel it. What's the one exercise that you find a little challenging no matter how much you try to do it? Yeah, and my wife loves the deadlifts. To, to be completely honest, I hate push-ups. Um, you know, even with swimming that I do, it's just a different uh, type of motion and I, I 
dread to push up. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to have a deadlift versus push up competition and see who drops first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I might hold you to that. Ryan, thank you so much for being on the program. It was a lot of fun chatting with you, but time's flown by. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. That was Ryan Van Praet, the Program Lead for Partnerships, Recreation and Sports for the CNIV Foundation for Ontario West. I hope you'll check out the podcast if you missed any of my conversation with Ryan. The videos that we talked about quite a bit today are available on Facebook if you wanted to go and check out the Facebook group for CNIB's Ontario West uh, division as well as uh, it's possible to get them by email so if you're not on Facebook but would like to uh, get in touch with Ryan and we can try to make sure that you get those workouts by email well for now I won't say too much other than please do your best to stay physically active and healthy just to try to work out a little bit even if it's for a few minutes every day go for a walk and uh, remember, you know, your blindness is just one of those things that we have to get around, as in most situations in life. So no matter what your exos- your ability, I hope you find some pleasure and some joy in exercising and physical activity. Well, that's it for me. What you're saying, you don't have more to say. Apparently, I do. But I will wax lyrical on the blog which is ami.ca forward slash on the pulse so please do head on over there i want to thank ryan van prate for being my guest on the program today the pulse is produced by andrika delanerol sam robinson is our technical producer andy frank the manager of ami audio with special thanks going out to paula denine supervisor for ami audio technical we would love to get your feedback in any of the ways that you like. Twitter at AMI Audio. Use the hashtag PulseAMI. Email us at feedback at AMI.ca or give us a call at 1-866-509-4545. That's 1-866-509-4545. And let us know if we have your permission to play the audio on the program. Thanks a lot. I'm going to go and stand up and stretch those core muscles. Thanks for listening to the program. And stay safe, everybody. Until next time, you've been listening to The Pulse on AMI-audio. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.